Welcome to the show. My guest today is Kenny Wilkerson. So Kenny played in a band called Nova Rex, and we'll talk a little bit about that today, but a lot of our focus is this book that he put together it's right here in my hand. It's called uh, Rockin' Recipes for Autism, and it's a collection of recipes from rock stars, and it's got really cool pictures of the rock stars. There's Mark Gus Scott there. And 100% of the proceeds go to the organization We Rock for Autism, uh, which Kenny will explain what that is. And even though I thought I knew a lot about autism, I think I learned a little bit more from Kenny. But it's also interesting to just hear someone's perspective who's dealing with it because Kenny actually does have a son who has Asperger's, which is a mild form of autism. So I really appreciated Kenny's openness and honesty about this topic. Uh, I thought he was great. So check it out. Uh, welcome, Kenny Wilkerson from uh, the band Nova Rex, and you've got a new book out. Uh, it's called oh. Rockin' <laughs> Rockin' Recipes for Autism. And so, basically, yeah, I've, you know, I've got my copy here to actually before, uh, yeah, you talked, isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's very cool. So it's a great idea. It's a uh, rock star's favorite meals. I think there's what was it like fifty seven different rock stars in here from different yeah, bands. And yeah. um, what's uh, my favorite one was the uh, the guy from Toto. His recipe, favorite recipe was just a Snickers bar. It was like, open the wrapper and enjoy and take a bite out of autism. So yeah, Steve Lukather, but it's Steve Lukather, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? To me, he's almost like a damn beetle. If the guy, he just, but you know what it is? Steve, he's not a cook. I was really happy that he, and the funny thing about that, he's a smart man because every yeah. interview I do, they usually talk about his That's right. Bar. That's right. But uh, because he had to have had a better, he had to have something that he makes, whether it's cereal or, I mean, the grilled cheese. Like, I mean, he has to make something sometimes, right? I say that every guy has at least one go-to meal to get laid with. Sure. That you can't know, be it. That it is Snickers bar. No, no. I, no, I think, he, I don't know. But he, he does have a, a, a young child, I think uh, under the age of 10, that has uh, autism. Okay. So and, he really wanted to be. He really wanted to be in it. He said, "I just don't cook." Here, here's your recipe. Did you have any rock stars that you reached out to that turned you down, or you didn't hear from? Uh, what I'll, I'll tell you, not really. I mean, because with this particular book, it's my first one, and I just reached out to people that I knew. Okay. Or, or at least I was seven degrees of, you know, like Kevin Bacon. So I, okay. you know, I knew, I knew the drummer of that band, so I got that guitar player or so and so. Right. You know, I didn't. I didn't work that hard. No managers, no lawyers, no labels, just reached out. And, and everybody that I reached out to pretty much said, yeah, believe it or not, I started off with 80 recipes thinking that the book was going to be, you know, one, per, like a recipe per page. Okay. Page. Yeah. Um, and so I couldn't put everybody in, mm. but that's why I called it volume one. Right. So you have volume two. So was it, yeah. a, you said um, that you, you put all this money up yourself. Was it expensive to make that? And, um, and how much yeah. of the money is going to the charity? Cause I mean, it has to, is a hundred percent of the proceeds after you recoup the costs or how, how's yeah. that? Yes. What it is. Um, I put up the money. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. It's very expensive. Uh, it was right at 25,000. Wow. So I, I did. I didn't really want to do all that to begging for money with, um, all those campaigns. Now I did do some pre-sales, Yeah. but it's hard to sell something when it's not in your hand, mm -hmm. you know? betting yeah. on the maybe, you know, and it, and it took six months longer than I thought. And that was because of uh, COVID. And okay. I got to book in the middle of that. So that all shipping and stuff got all weird. Um, but no, the, the people, what it is, I met this company called We Rock for Autism that does a, is a 501C out of South Florida and they do music therapy for kids. Well, I'm all about music, period. I mean, they're taking it out of high schools and take it out of everything. So I'm all about it. And with my son, 
who's high functioning because he has Asperger's, but that's one thing he does get into his music. So I get, I can see his brain working, you know, on that stuff. Cause he has a piano. And yeah. All that kind of yeah. So the proceeds benefit that, uh, the we rock for autism and they, they use music and arts to help kids with autism. So what kinds of things do they do with, how do they incorporate music and, and arts? What do they do? Well, from what I understand, like I've only been there a couple of times, but I know that they do a lot of, uh, lessons they put little bands together with these kids huh. even if they're playing a bazooka so they just put kids together and they just do music huh. okay wow that's and your son and is this like a free thing that for for parents and yeah. oh okay so that's why they need the money the donations in yeah they pay for that now i i i told them i said look uh obviously i need to recoup some of my money back but i get my money back then for me the 100 percent of the proceeds can go to them i'm okay. not saying that you know, every once in a while, you need a hundred bucks to do something, set up a booth or whatever. Okay, but other sure. Than that, yeah, it's, it's all going to go to them. You know? Awesome, very cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, tell me more about. So, your son uh, Gunner, he has Asperger's, yeah. which is a mild form of autism. Now, before I heard you talking in interviews before you had a kid, life was all about you, right? And then you have a kid, and now there's somebody that's more important than you, and that changed your life. So, how did you deal with the news that your son has Asperger's? Cause I have a couple of friends who ha- are going through this right now where they found out that their kid has, may have autism or be on the spectrum somewhere. That's gotta be like a gut punch. Uh, well, you know, it's weird. I only have the one boy. Uh, like I said, he just turned 19. Um, I didn't really have anything to compare it to, you know, uh, we didn't really figure it out till maybe it was about four or five or six when we got him into school. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, like in kindergarten and stuff, all them kids are just crazy. They're just running around peeing uh-huh. themselves. I mean, it's a nut. So you don't really know what you're getting into. But as he got a little bit older, I can understand that he would, um, he had, he just, his thing is he's really smart. So I'm lucky that way. Um, like I said, I've had him in, in school. He was, I put him in autistic school for a while, uh, his first couple of years of high school. And he had kids in there that were nonverbal. I mean, just nonverbal. So, um, but the older the older he got, I, we started to understand that he, his social skills is what's bad. Uh-huh. He just doesn't know certain things. And then when he was younger, he did all the basic uh, stuff that these ass, uh, these kids with autism have, where they're walking on their tippy toes. You get a lot of this when it's noisy. They get frustrated because they can't ex- express their emotions. Mm. Um, I look at it now like they're little superheroes because you know, like my son. For, for me, you know, I looked up to like Jimmy Page and he looks up to Elon Musk. So he's mm-hmm. into a whole different other realm. Now, he plays a lot of video games. So you asked me a couple of questions. Really what happened was I thought I was going to have a boy that'd be playing sports, have a lot of friends, girlfriends, this and that. And now I'm just hoping that he can live on his own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but it's tough because they, they say one in 54 people in America have some form of autism. Right. Now, I'm a little older than you, but when I was younger, I don't remember a lot of people. You know, sometimes you had that one quirky kid in class, mm-hmm. but now they have just rooms of these kids. Yeah. Well, do you I think like it's uh, was it underdiagnosed then or is it overdiagnosed now? Because you're right. I, I, I've seen a lot more. Like I said, I have a couple of friends who, whose kids are being diagnosed. Well, um, my son would say that it's just being diagnosed now, you know, that they've been around the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his thought, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah, that is a lot. So, uh, 
And like I said, I've seen it where, you know, for instance, with my kid, I only can talk about my son, but my son is, is, is smart enough. He can do the math, the English and all that. Now he can't write. He has to use a typewriter. He's got, see the other thing too, with, with autism, they're all like snowflakes. Not each kid has the same thing. Like this kid could be, have autism and OCD. This one could have, you know, anxiety issues and, you know, dysgraphia or whatever they call it, where he can't write. My son, like I said, so to this day, doesn't wear socks. He asked for a pair. Now he's getting older now, right? He's a teenager now. But he asked for a pair of jeans for Christmas. And I almost cried. I've not seen the kid in pants since like kindergarten. Wow. Shorts that are like, you know, gym shorts. Huh. Even when it's cold out? Well, I live in Florida, bro. Oh, yeah. But doesn't doesn't there some cold day? I mean, I'm in Arizona. We get cold days. No, I mean, he, I throw a jacket on him sometimes, okay. but I, I mean, he's still flip-flops. I had a, yeah. actually, when we had him in uh, school, especially in middle school, we had to get a note that he could wear flip-flops. Cause you know how they always say you never wear flip-flops at school. Yeah. But we had to kind of make certain arrangements, but the problem is with schools, they don't know how to handle these kids. There's mm-hmm. no like format for them. So again, with my kid being super smart, they put him in like a special ed class, which he made a lot of friends there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but then he was too smart, too smart for math. So they pulled him out of math class. He's too smart for English. So now he goes to en- a regular English class, but he still has homeroom. But before it was over with, he was all back in regular classes. And, uh, yeah. So what class. kinds of things helped him, um, besides this, uh, the, we rock for autism. It sounds like that was helpful. Is there other th- organizations or, uh, books or, uh, activities or things that you like tricks that you've learned over the years? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I, w- I would love to say yes to that, but, uh, you know, um, no, I mean, I don't, like I said, I haven't, he hadn't had a job yet. He's 19. He's mm-hmm. never had even a part-time job. Um, cause if he doesn't feel good when they, when kid when they say no, they're, they're done. Okay. I mean, I just remember when I was a little back, back to school, elementary, even we put on his tennis shoes in the morning and get him, you know, I used to have to almost throw him in the car. He didn't mm-hmm. want to go. So when he got there, you know, if he had a meltdown, then, I, you know, I, I, it was pretty rough. Yeah. It got better. It got better because he got okay. smarter a little bit, you know, he could understand things. But, um, but you know, when he was like uh, 12, 13, 14, going through puberty, which every kid's a mess, it's just that times 10. Mm. Everything is out of control. And he's bigger than I am. Yeah. So do you have a message to, to parents who out there who may have a kid with autism or Asperger's? Like, what would you say? Is it maybe be patient and things get better? Yeah, you have to be patient. A hundred percent. They do get better. They don't get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just cause these kids have autism, they're not, they're, they're still smart mm-hmm. in their head. That has nothing to do with it. It's not like they have, um, another something else. You know what I mean? Is this, they just have a hard time expressing themselves. Hmm. So, uh, but the best thing to do is, is just find more like-minded people. Like if you said to me, you have a son with autism, then me and you would already have a certain bond. It's like being in the, you know, the, uh, the Cub Scouts together or something. I mean, hmm. we have the same. So that I would definitely with other people. And I feel kind of lucky. Cause like I said, I have a couple of friends, they have kids that can't even give you eye contact. They, you know what I mean? They uh-huh. talk away from you. Uh, they eat the same food every day. You know, a lot of that's an issue. Yeah. I don't have my kid overeats. If anything. Mm-hmm. So you, so connecting with other parents, are you in like a support group or anything like that? Or I have been. Okay. Now, you got to remember, my, my son's nineteen now, so some of that I've not. And I, 
I'm still, uh, I'm still on online with people. Yeah. And I still, obviously, with the cookbook, I've been out talking about autism and raising money and awareness. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, and I've seen a lot of other kids, and I hear a lot of stories. Mm. You know, you think you have a bad to talk to somebody else. Like, what kind of stories did you hear? Well, like I said, there, there, there's kids that just can't, uh, that will never be able to be left alone. Mm. They just don't have that, you know. Some more uh, extreme cases. They, they, it can be, yeah, mm-hmm. it can be really bad. You know, mine, like I said, I can, I can leave the house and my kid's fine. He can make himself mac and cheese or something. Mm-hmm. He can do the basic things. Yeah. But um, again, I just don't know. I, 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 so I, I got him to um, do his driver's test online to get his, the, his permit, right? Because, you know, I, when I was a kid, I had a calendar marking down the days till I got my driver's Oh, yeah. Test. Me I too. Absolutely did. And my dad's a car dealer, too. So, oh. so I had a car, you know, three months before I could even drive it. But um, so I got him, I had him take the driver's test. He didn't read the book at all. You need to get the little sample book to mm-hmm. read. You do the online thing for like 50 bucks or whatever. He aced it. Wow. But I, can, but I cannot get him to get in the car. He's too nervous. Oh. Yeah, that's tough. Well, anxiety. A lot of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Panic attacks, anxiety. And it could be over just anything. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, so t- going back to your uh, band that you were in, Nova Rex. So I watched your uh, documentary, uh, yeah. It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy. And in that, um, you know, to piggyback on this, you're talking about anxiety and stuff like, but you, you had anxiety too. Like you, you, it really hit you hard. You're in this band and you guys weren't huge. You weren't selling out arenas or anything, but when the band kind of ended, that hit you pretty hard, right? Yeah, no, I, I had issues for a couple of years. I, I was in a band, uh, you know, forever. I mean, since I was 15, 16 years old. So my main problem when this stopped for me at the time, which we, we ended up taking about eight years off, and I've been doing it for like 10, 11 years since the documentary. That's how long ago the documentary was. Mm. Um, is that uh, I had no social skills. Not in a bad way, because I'm still smart enough to figure it out, but I, I never took anybody on a date. I didn't have a date. Because I was in a rock band. It was just like, you know, you just at the end of the night, you, you got your dozen to pick from. That was kind of how it was, especially before social media, when people actually got out of the house. Uh-huh. So my, my social skills were pretty messed up. Obviously, it was me and my old guitar player that did the doc, and uh, he, he's a mess too. You think he was on Montel Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. No, that was the guitar player. I thought it was the singer. That's guitar player. Okay, guitar. He, he had like an accent. That guy, Italian guy. Yeah, yeah, Italian. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did yeah. you? So then you you saw a psychiatrist, right? Did that help you kind of learn some of those social skills and get? Yeah, but you, did you hear the whole story on that? Remember the deal with the psychiatrist? I went twice and picked her up. Oh, I, I, I missed I miss that part. So yeah, you ended up dating asking, her. Well, I guess you call it dating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I quit going. Well, you know, I was this weird because I'm like, I was like, I went in there to the psychiatrist and I was like, hey, I've got all these issues. You know, I don't know how to date. I'm having these problems, starting to have panic attacks out of no reason. And, uh, but then I, I turned it on her, man. You know, I'm a radio guy like that. I was just like, why are you in it? You know, what was your childhood all about? You know, I mean, I spent it. Why do you want to be a psychiatrist? Right? Yeah. yeah. She had, she had big boobs. So it all worked out. <laughs> so then what helped you kind of get over that anxiety and the panic attacks or, or did you, or are you still dealing with that stuff? I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, when I was, when all that happened, I was like 30 years old and uh, I dealt with it for about a year. Um, didn't know what was going on. I did come to find out that it does run in my family. Mm. So that I have a lot of cousins that are like that and stuff. 
Uh, I think my dad's probably got a little bit, you know, after you backtrack and look at things. And then um, I was good for a long time. And then about um, about 10 years ago, I had another year where it was pretty bad. Like I didn't want to answer the phone. Huh. Uh, I didn't want to go to the grocery store. You know, I just didn't want to. Yeah, it was an issue. So, but, uh, okay. I, it just it just worked itself out. It just worked itself out. Okay. Is there something that, that medicated, you know? Okay, you got medicine. Is there something that um that you wish that you had done differently with your music career? Do you wish you had done things differently or joined oh, a, a different? Things, a million things. Yeah. Well, you know, our thing was too. We were late on getting to the party with the '80s rock stuff. Yeah. You know, we're already we're already now. I'm not saying the band wasn't on the road '85, '86, '87, but time we really went for it, moved to LA got hooked up and did that whole run, the music business was already changing. Bands like Warrant were kind of like the last ones that got signed out of that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And we were there during that. And then, uh, you know, like I said, we were kind of doing our thing. And then in 92, when the Nirvana thing came out, um, all, all LA shut down. Everybody just moved to Seattle. It was just so crazy. Weird. And the thing is, the thing that I would say that I would have done wrong was chasing trends. You know, if you have a trend now, whatever that is, and you're ready to do it, you're already late. Mm. I don't care what it is. You're yeah. already late. So we were trying to we were trying to fight that for a bit. Obviously, you've seen in the doc, I took the band to Indianapolis, where I'm from, and we just big fished it for a few years, you know. And then um, what happened on that, and I think it was even in the doc, it's funny that you brought that up. But I, I think that uh, I went to a bar that I typically played all the time. And the bar, the, the door guy tried to charge me to get in. I'm like, hey, I'm so-and-so, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's like, five, ten bucks. And I'm like, boom, I moved to Florida the day after. Wow. And is that when, you took the band to Florida too? Or did you? Is I, that, I came first. Okay. I came back to Florida first. Mm. Now the band, I, the band, here's how the band worked out. So JP, the guy you were talking about, his claim to fame back in the day when he's early, early 20s, he's a Canadian, he's a Canadian citizen, but he's uh, an Italian immigrant. Okay. So he didn't. He didn't go to Canada until he was eighteen. Didn't speak a lick of English. Mm. Plays upside down because he's left-handed. And when he in the village that he lived in in Italy, time that somebody told him he was playing it upside down, he already learned a bunch of songs. Mm. So he just plays like Jimi Hendrix. Interesting. Well, with that being said, he ended up meeting a guy named Buddy Miles, and Buddy was the drummer for Jimi Hendrix. Oh. Uh, also sang with Santana. Uh, remember the California Raisin commercial? Yeah, yeah. That's all Buddy. Okay. So, so JP at the time went and pl- met him in Canada at a club, needed a guitar player, and just somehow got into that. That's when they had the power tower horn section, that whole kind of funk stuff, you know? Crazy. Buddy was crazy as hell. Okay. But uh, so he kind of had that MC, or like he had some deal with Atlantic Records with Buddy. So he had a little bit of knowledge. Mm. You know, he used to get lead of four guitar lessons. Okay. So we, he knew a few things. So when we went out to LA, it was just me and him driving out there. We were out there for a couple of months and then we were like, Hey, we'll just bring the band here. So then everybody flew out there. We stayed there for a while. Ended up going to Andy running, running, uh, but I played a lot. And then, um, about 95, it just wasn't really happening. So I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so now you do a radio show in Orlando and, uh, is it true? It follows Bubba the love sponge. I always wonder what happened to that guy. He's the morning guy. Okay, that's cool. Because yeah, he used to be on Sirius on Fridays for Howard Stern, and I just was starting to get into him, and then right. boom, they canceled him off uh, Sirius. I, I don't, I don't know what his deal is. I, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, Bob is out of Tampa. 
and he pipes his show. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, it's not like I see him every day. No, that's cool. But that's, that's cool that he's still on there. Yeah. I, I was just becoming a fan of his show and then it, it, and then I tried to listen on the app that they have, but it wasn't, it didn't work very well. So yeah, that's all that station. that got all new. It's been there for a year. Yeah. So you interview uh, rock stars and independent artists. What, tell me something about some of the independent artists. Like you, I heard you mention crown lands and uh joyous wolf. I've had him, uh, Nick Reese on my show. What other uh, smaller bands have you talked with? Well, my God, that there's a lot. So I I do one a week, so I can't really remember all the bands. I just remember the Crownlands because after we interviewed them, about a week later they got signed to Universal, which is a big oh, deal. Oh, that's cool. But, and, and then the Joyous Wolf, I've seen Nick everywhere. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, he's, he's great. Or I, what I do, I went to a Blackstone Cherry show not that long ago, and the, all the roadies were wearing their Joyous Wolf T-shirts. Oh. Uh. Yeah, and I know, and I'm, I'm, I know his manager through somebody else. So uh-huh. yeah, I just, but uh, no, I, what I the thing is with the independent artists, I think it's great because I remember the first time I got on the radio, and I, and I've interviewed kids. I mean, were, I did an all girl band. They were all like ten, eleven, and twelve. But man, they were just as good as the Hansons. I mean, at that huh. same age, but they never been on the radio before, so huh. it was really cute. That's something special. So I still try to support that. A lot of radio stations especially in FM market, don't do independence. They just don't touch it. It's huh. not using good ratings. Yeah. Um, and then for me on Mondays, we do nationals because that's where I like to do. Sure. Know, I inter- interview Jack Russell. I got to interview um, Rudy Sarzo, who was like my idol. Oh yeah. Guy. I've had him on my show too. He's great. Great guy. Brad Gillis, Kenny Arnoff mm-hmm. and all the, all the guys. Very I cool. That. Awesome. Yeah, I saw, uh, I think I saw on Facebook. Are you going to the uh, monsters of rock uh, cruise? Are you interested in that event this year? Are you going to go? Well, I'm trying to play the damn thing. That's what I've been oh. trying to do. Can, yeah, you, can you do that? I've been trying to get on. I've been trying to get on. You know, the thing is, it's funny because they have a thing down here called 80s in the Park, and I know the guy, right? So I'm always playing that event every year. Rock and the Rivers out in Montana, which is a great venue. It's the closest thing to Woodstock you get. Bunch of, I call them dirty foot girls. But um, we go out there every year. I've been out there six, seven years in a row. Um, but I know that you, you have, it's a click. Man. you got to know. Yeah, that. for you sure. Know, you know what I'm right. Not, yeah. So I don't have that. I don't have that one locked down, but I've been trying to do it. Well, that's sure. cool. But I, hope- but, I, but, I, but I heard a couple of good gigs coming up, man. There's a thing called Rebel Rock. Uh, that's Singapore Fairgrounds headlined by Limp Biscuit. Looks like we're going to play that in September. Uh, there's another show called Earth Day Birthday. It's in April. Uh, same place at the fairgrounds with, um, Shine down. I think we're going to play that oh, one. Too. Fun. That'll be really cool. Well, um, again, the book is called uh, Rock and Recipes Volume One. Yeah, I got my copy here. Uh, I'll put the link available in the notes. And then, I, do you know when Volume Two is going to come out and who will be in that one? Well, I'll tell you this way all the guys I just mentioned. Okay. Basically, yeah. And, uh, the next one will be much easier for me because I've already done it. Yeah. So I can just show it. Okay. You know, and I can kind of get them in. But um, this book, I mean, even with COVID, this book's only, it's barely six months old. Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of brand new. So, so still pushing this one for a while before two comes I, I think, out. I think that, um, in, in a good scenario, depending on how this COVID thing plays out, because I have to get out of the house to sell them. Yeah. And I, you know, and I have bands that are in the thing that have, have books from me as well to sell mm. at the shows, but they have to play shows. Yeah. You know, so, but, um, I figure I'll probably run this till, um, towards the end of the year and then maybe first next year starting for sure. Okay. One at a time, right? Yeah. Well, if you need a recipe for street tacos, I got a, I got a great one. (laughs) Tacos are always great. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to promote or, uh, mention before we wrap up here? 
Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, just a couple things. Uh, on January 1st, we cut a new mini single. I sent that over to you. Okay. That, it's a joke, man. It's funny because the radio, we always make jokes, especially with these new bands. They'll, they'll give us songs that have like 45 second intros. Mm. 45 seconds before they even sing one note. Yeah, you can't do that on the radio. Not anymore. You could back in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. So I, what we did, I said, I told my guys, I said, let's just write a 30 second song. Mm. And that's what we did. And the video is mm. awesome. So check that out called Raise Your Glass. And then um, just uh, yesterday, we uh, were in a new, it's a, a hamburger commercial called Muya's Burgers. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So is that like a local place or what? I... No, it's not. It's, oh. got, it's 100, over 100 locations across the country. Wow. And in Dubai and in Canada and everywhere else. Okay, cool. Uh, they've been in business since 2007. Honestly, I never heard of them before either. Okay. But uh, it's a big national kind of like, uh, you know, social campaign that we're doing. There. All right. All right, cool, man. Well, thanks, Kenny. I appreciate you doing this. Great cause. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. I want to try that burger place. That sounds good. So I usually end with a charity. And of course, this one is going to be the We Rock for Autism. So if you can throw a few bucks their way or buy the book, like I did, you'll get a great book and it'll help a great cause. Uh, You can follow We Rock for Autism on Facebook, as well as Kenny's band, Nova Rex, and see what they're up to. And while you're on social media, if you can give me a follow and share this episode, that would help me out. Also, check out some of the other episodes that I have on there, like some of the people we mentioned in this episode, like Rudy Sarzo or Nick Reese of Joyous Wolf, plus a lot of people who are in the cookbook. And I've interviewed like Marcus Scott from Trickster, Brian Forsyth from Kicks, and many, many more. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, shoot for the moon.